ones. No, we won't. You need no. to do ones. Yeah. Is it one each or two each? He just needs to choose one of each. Just think of one of each. Yeah. Just in the next few minutes. You do it whilst I intro. Yeah. Okay. Are you bitches ready to podcast? Oh, God. Yeah. More than an elevator. More than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite intro ever. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Frock Unwrapped, the Food Review UK podcast and episode 23. But before we reveal the subject of the podcast that you already know because it's in the title, uh, we'll introduce some very interesting people to you. You've heard of the beast from the east. You've heard of the Loch Ness monster from the north. Well, this guy is not from the east and he's not from a loch. It's Stuart Bullock. Oh my god! Like it's only going to get worse, isn't it? Yes, pretty much. That's the high point, to be honest. No, no, it was good, mate. That was good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm all right. I'm all right. I think I'm. I might be right in saying that you've t- you've aged since uh, since we last did a podcast. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've suffered a birthday. Yeah. The big four O, wasn't it? The yes, the big four O. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, mate. Almost the biggest one of all of them, isn't it? It's it's quite a large birthday, isn't it? Like, cause 18's a good one. Isn't 18's it? a good one. 21. <laughs> so I suppose 16, 18. When you're young, you, you get hit with 16. 17's a big one because you're driving. 18 <laughs> yeah. and 21, all in quick succession. And then, yeah. realistically, you're then just on the, on, the, on the multiples of 10. So, and I would say 40th is probably the biggest of the, the multiples of 10. My so. missus always says that a good birthday is the day of the month that it matches how old you are. So I'm going to be 30 on the 30th because that's my birthday. You're... What? <laughs> I, just... Oh, sorry, I, just, I just tried to silently indicate to Rich to just lean into the mic slightly. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. we're slightly different. So, so, but... so you're saying the best one is when you pass... No, no, not the best one, but a really good one is, is the one that you, you, you turn the age that the date of your birthday so, is. So my date is the 12th. So my twelfth yeah. birthday would be a really good one. Yeah. yeah, it was my grandma's funeral on my twelfth birthday. <laughs> You're laughing. It's true. I don't know if it is. That's <laughs> probably true. Yeah, it's hundred percent true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awful. That is awful. Is, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, mate. Well, and joining us for this awesome episode is the hostess with the mostess. He's tall and furry, but not a wookie. He bakes a mean cookie. It's Rich Milford, a.k.a. Togotl. Togotl or Togotl? Togotl. Togotl. It's different pronunciations for different needs. Okay. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be back. No, thank you for being back. I'm surprised you are having me back, Stuart. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've essentially forced yourself on us when when Tony was on the podcast. Yeah. So. Well, it's kind of like like how our relationship began. (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) okay that's really creepy and probably bad um it's a bit like the avengers isn't it how you know hawkeye pops up in the thor episode i was like you popping up in the tony episode yeah cross um cross contamination (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 is that what the official food review uk cameo is we just cross contamination uh so rich since uh since you've last been on you have launched the cookie mail i have 
Yeah, the Cookie Mill is now officially online, open, ready for orders. The cookiemill.co.uk is where you can get them. Boxes of 6, 8, 10, and 12 of uh, six different flavors, or you can get the ultimate box, um, which you get two of each flavor, which which actually is the most popular at the moment. You'd be mental not to choose that one because of all Correct. the different flavors that you get to experience. Exactly. Um, things You've that just I like, eaten one yourself? I've literally just had the crunchy, uh, no, you call it, do you call it crispy, uh, crispy, crispy candy? candy. Uh, which has got crispy M&M's. Yeah, can't and call it crispy. can't have M&M in the title for um, um, copyright reasons. I'm, I always find it weird that you're actually allowed to use M&M's in it. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Nutella in the middle, right? Did you just say that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I didn't say that. Oh, that is correct. Sorry. Yeah. Um, absolutely delicious. Um, my favourite is the triple salt. It's the yeah, double that's... double chocolate cookie with uh, it's got it's tri- milk white cookie. and milk and co- white and and dark with the dark bit is the cocoa powder is the yeah. dough yeah yeah brilliant with salted caramel in the middle and salt on top yeah it's amazing um and yeah they're they're an incredible present you've had very good feedback it's yeah. gone really well yeah. and you should all buy some immediately yeah what do you what what do you guys like on spice at the moment I put something up on Instagram the other day of um, what people would think of a new exclusive flavour. I wouldn't make it an official flavour because people might not want it in the ultimate box, but uh, a chilli chocolate, um, like a, a, a bit like the triple salt um, cookie texture in, in regards to it's, it's a bit like a brownie. So it would be like a dark dough, and then um, but it, it would be spicy with um, cayenne pepper. Mm. Yeah, I can live with uh, chilli chocolate, yeah. 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 Would would you want it to just be a little bit of spice, or would you want it to definitely? Would you want it to be a bit of a? I don't know what's the word to you, like, because you've had it before. I've had this, product. and it is, it is spicy it is because spicy. because sometimes I think when you get chili chocolate and they say it's hot, I think it's just a bit of a um, selling point, and it's not actually hot at all. Whereas mine is hot, and uh, but I don't know if it will put people off. I think if if you're saying it's chili, it has to be hot, and having yeah. had it, it is the perfect level of heat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think you'd want it spicy enough that it's going to give you a proper kick. Yeah, because realistically, when you buy something like chili chocolate, you're not buying it for the flavour of chili, are you? You're buying it for the yeah for the sensation. Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, that's another thing that I love about the cookie mill is that you're already looking at the future. You're looking at different things and this key area of introducing new flavours and then rotating them in as like official flavours, limited editions. I exactly. just absolutely love all that kind of yeah. stuff. I think it's a few great. months time there'll be a Christmas box on the um on the cards. July to August, August to September. In September. Uh in September I'll be launching the um the flavours, letting people know what will be in it. Wow, get your pre orders in. Yeah. Maple, um pecan is one of them. No no need to wait till September then. Yeah, correct. I meant a few minutes. <laughs> you even blew that it's about yeah. five seconds but boy, what can I say I'm a uh, idiot <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah right let's head over to the news <laughs> so I do actually have a little bit of news but I would insist that people go before me if they also have news I, I don't I, mean, I didn't think we did news anymore I'll be honest with you mate yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll do the news. Uh, so uh, <laughs> this this is cutting edge news. This has come out today, uh, and I've already secured um, 
the product being sent to us, believe believe it or not. Well done. Uh, Joe and Seth's are releasing a range called the Simply Range. There's two flavours, uh, sea salted and uh, sweet and salty, which is honey and sea salt. And they are not sort of normal popcorn, so not like their normal premium toffee bags. But these are smaller bags. I think they're cheaper as well. They're, they're about a pound a bag. I think they're, they're quite small bags, so it's still a somewhat premium price point but you pay I, i'm sure that you're paying for the quality again um but they just sound really good just normal popcorn not toffee because there's i do love joe and seth but i'm not necessarily always in the mood for toffee popcorn i have never ever had joe and seth's popcorn crazy wow yeah uh the most popular the, the one i've seen the most is the marmite one i've never actually had what? <clears throat> uh um, that's a thing. Yeah, the Marmite one is a thing. <laughs> We've reviewed it. <laughs> did you know you can? I did find out recently you can get different um, kinds of popcorn. Uh, um, <laughs> hu- uh, what they call? Yeah, no, I think that's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do salted that. Would you believe <laughs> salted popcorn? I can't believe it. No, but I mean, you know, cinema popcorn is like. No, what's the the butterkiss one? It's slightly round and it's like oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A more of a thick texture. Yeah. Whereas cinema popcorn is quite hollow. Lighter. Yeah, yeah. The, the one um, uh, butterkiss uses is called a mushroom um, kernel. Oh, I think and I cinema, have heard of this yeah. actually. Yeah, but uh, hard to come by. Uh, if no one else has got any more news, Stuart. Shall we head on over to Eat It All? Correct. So, Rich, because you've been on the podcast before and answered the uh, random questions, uh, you are going to uh, run through a quick round of Eat It All. Now, the only rule of Eat It All is that you're not allowed to think about it. you just got to give us an answer straight Correct. off the bat. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Cabri Doesn't or matter. Ga- Cabri or, Gal- <laughs> Cabri or <laughs> Galaxy? Uh, Cabri. Oranges or lemons? Oranges. Burger or pizza? Burger. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Correct. Fruit or veg? Uh, veg. Rice or pasta? Pasta. Beer or wine? Uh, uh, beer. Correct. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Fizzy or still? Uh, fizzy. Well done. Thank you for playing Eater or Rich. That was fascinating. Thank you for having me on Eater or... Hey, real... Um, was... Rich... I could do that for like two hours. This <laughs> this is not the only game that you'll be playing tonight. What? But you need to wait and see. Oh my god, the return of sweeter or savoury with Rich. No. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> I don't even know about this. I don't know if this is a joke. Well, or not. Nate and I got together behind the scenes, and oh we, here we go. We we set a challenge that we wanted to keep secret and we basically put a caveat on it which if it went well for Rich, Rich would get to replay Sweeter or Savoria. Wow. And can you guess what the little challenge was that myself and Nate chose? You had to um, blindfold each other and then have some (laughs) (laughs) chewing. Play Soggy Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a winner in that game. Well, yeah. I, th- I think you all know that we um, we put a, we put a poll out to the um, the Instagram followers 
to finally settle the airwaves versus Maryland. And we had said that if that poll went in the favour of the airwaves, um, we would let you play Sweet Ross Avery again as a kind of us, our apology for for putting you through it all. But, I mean, thankfully, it went 72% to 28 in favour of the cookies, quite rightly so. Now you're not playing Sweet Ross Avery, mate. Don't want to, mate. I was right the first time. (laughs) Wow, what kind of scummy... That is awful, isn't that is it? Isn't that scum? I think that. Do you know what I think that indicates? I think that indicates the better side. Yeah, like yeah. we're the showmanship. No, we're the airwaves, the sweeter crew. Yeah. I can even show you the screenshots where you say it's done now forever. <laughs> but look who came crawling back. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine, mate. Good shit game, anyway. Oh. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> with a great theme tune. So, like, let's can no. we do the, do love this podcast? Yeah, sweeper or savor is sacred, and yeah. it, let's not put that in the firing line. No, of life. Just, just Nate and Stuart's opinions. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. And the but before seventy-two percent of Instagram followers as well. But yeah, you know. well, yeah, v- voted by four people. <laughs> <laughs> Nate and Stuart, two of them. <laughs> Uh, but it's not the only game that we play on Frack and Rat. So I've got the name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, we also play a little game called Quivia. Now we do. Uh, we will actually get onto the subject, which is dinner parties this week. Uh, I did say we were going to reveal that earlier, but I also indicated if you've seen the title, you will have seen what the subject is. But let's get on with Quivia first and foremost. So the subject today is indeed dinner parties. And um, do you guys want to know how many questions there are first? Yeah, yeah go on. There's so so you know the, the sort of playing field. What you what you've got to aim for. There's six questions. Okay. Easy. You know what do you mean? I know, what I've got to, I know what I've got to aim for. Well, if you get three, oh, right. Stuart gets two, you know you've won. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you, <laughs> well no, you sorry. No, you wouldn't know that because you'd still have to get some right, probably. Right. Okay. If you get five right and Stuart gets two right and you're on question five, you've won. You know you've won. And we'll just cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Okay. Uh, right, Qu Q1. Q1. Smoked salmon is a delicious and salty treat, but in a typical 100 gram serving of smoked salmon, what percentage of your daily allowance of sodium is contained within, based on a 2,000 calorie diet? How big's the, the the serving? Sorry, 100 grams. 100. I'm trying to think what 100 grams looks like. It's smoked salmon. I thought that's probably like. It will look the same as sort of a kilogram of smoked salmon, just one tenth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. got it. Now I can see it. Go on, Stuart. I'm going to go seventy percent of your RDA. Seven seventy percent. Yeah. Interesting. Hundred grams a huge serving. Interesting. I'm going to say 
Um, 45%. 45%? Yeah. Almost half. Almost, but not. <laughs> well, I can reveal that perhaps you didn't even half it enough, because almost exactly half of Stuart's is what would have been correct, 32%. Wow. But Rich is closer, so Rich gets the first point. Oose, 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 oose. <laughs> Stuart, can you put some like celebration music together for like, some some dirty like garage or drum and bass for when we get a question right? <laughs> I'll sample MJ's beatboxing. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Sample that shit. <laughs> sample that as well. Sample that shit. <laughs> Q two. Smoked salmon is potent in flavour and taste. Salmon aquaculture production grew tenfold in the years between 1982 to 2007. But in 2007, how much was the salmon aquaculture industry worth in US dollars? You're, you're going to have to fucking repeat that again. Sorry, two things. What is this? Like the university challenge of Quivia. <laughs> And why why is it only smoked salmon at the moment? I got other questions in here. I got there's one about the Suez Canal. Oh, right. uh, about <laughs> salmon in the Suez yeah, Canal. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Rich. Uh, no, so you, you, you repeat, QT. Yeah, just... Smoked salmon is potent in flavour and taste. <laughs> salmon aquaculture production grew tenfold in the years between nineteen eighty two to two thousand seven. But in two thousand and seven how much was the salmon aquaculture industry worth in US dollars? Uh, I literally have no idea. Um, in, two th- in 2007, I'm going to say for five... 45. So sorry, five hundred million. Yeah, five hundred million. Okay, Richard said five hundred million dollars. Stuart, five hundred and one million dollars. Oh, oh. <laughs> he has done the classic yeah. Stuart Bullock technique, yeah. and that has proved advantageous. Uh, the correct answer is ten point seven billion. Wow! Dollars. Boom! It's a lot of salmon. Yeah, but loads. You could fill it up to the brim oh. of the amount of salmon. Uh, Q3. <clears throat> Smoked salmon goes very well with lemons, but what do you call a green lemon in Hungarian? What? 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 There's... What has this got to do with dinner parties? What on earth is happening here? <laughs> Smoked salmon is a popular dinner party. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, they're not all about smoked salmon I don't know this one's about lemons what do you call a green lemon in Hungarian so you can do a bit of a guess there I reckon um, green lemon green lemon that's the answer is it yeah right okay green lemon I mean other, that, that's my best guess because otherwise <laughs> I would be making up words <laughs> Stuart I'll um, get who's whoever's closer, I think. L- like Lemon Verdi. Lemon, L- Lemon Verdi. Lemon Verdi. It, there's at least a semblance of sense there. I am going to give that to Stuart, actually, because the correct okay. answer is Zold Citron. <laughs> so, 
Zold to Trump. Sorry, how are we both not getting? How are we both <laughs> not getting any points? I mean, because at least Stuart's changed the language. Like, at least he's recognised that I didn't say what's green. Oh, sorry. Do, do hung, if you said to a Hungarian, "What's a green lemon?" Would they not? Would they not know what that would be? Fucking most spoken language in the world, English. <laughs> well, I said in the Hungarian language. I don't think I could have been clearer. To be perfectly honest, I don't think English is the most spoken language anyway. So that's wrong on my behalf, isn't it? <laughs> Q four. The less the Lesbian migration, also known as the Erythrian invasion, is the migration of marine species such as salmon between the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea via where. Red Sea. I can repeat it if you wish. Go, yes, repeat it, please. The Lesses, sorry, the Lesepsian migration. I might have said Lesespian before. It's actually the Lesepsian migration, which is also known as the Erythrian invasion, is the migration of marine species such as salmon between the Red Sea. And the Mediterranean Sea via where? Yeah. Who's going first? Me, is it this time? Yeah. Yeah, the Suez, yeah, yeah. Su- the Suez Canal. Suez Canal. Interesting. Mm. Has he fallen for the... And then Rich? Literally no idea. No idea on that. What to say? I mean, Denial. <laughs> Denial. <laughs> Denial. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Uh, it, is, it is actually the Suez Canal. And uh, for, for for any non-aficionados of the office, that was a direct office quote. Oh, well, um, right. Great. From the quiz episode. Uh, are these all going to be... Gareth, mess. are these all going to be about war? No, I've got one in here about the Suez Canal. <laughs> right. So, great don't reference. Don't mess with the big boys. Almost yeah. good. You need to explain it. But. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Q5. Have you got your salmon facts on hold for a second, please? What were the top three... Most popular cocktails in the world, according to a UK Business Insider's poll in 2018. 2018. Right. Top three. Um, really? Fuck. Is this one point per... Uh, I'll get a point for each, yeah. I'll be fair. Really? Uh, I mean, that, literally, you, you, you're moving the goalposts. You explained earlier on that... Can I give half a point for each? Is that okay? I mean, no, that's just ridiculous. I'll give you a, I'll give, a point for all three. I'll give a point 33 of the correct answer, then. Right. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, Mojito has to be one of them. Mojito? Um, uh, espresso Martini. Espresso Martini, wow. Um, and Sex on the Beach. Sex on the Beach. Interesting. Um, I actually, will... wait, can I, actually, wait, can I change Sex on the Beach? You're going to change Sex on the Beach? Yeah. Uh, I want to change that to... Um, um, I was going to change it to Mai Tai, but... Mai Tai? <laughs> no, you can keep it as Sex keep, on the Beach. Keep it as Sex on the Beach. Yeah. Sex on the Beach, Rob. Okay, Stuart. Right, I'll go. I'm going to follow Rich and say a mojito. Mojito? I'm, I'll go for... Um, I'll go for a martini as well. Martini, all right. And then let's go for a daiquiri. Daiquiri. Ah, good shout. Very good shout. 
Such, su- such a good shout, in fact, that I can confirm that neither of you got a single one correct. What? Yeah, ne- neither of you got a single one correct. Uh, number one, oh, should I go in reverse? Oh, I'll go in reverse, or should I? Number three, whiskey sour. Fuck off. Business Insider's poll, mate. What is this? Fucking most popular cocktails in Shoreditch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a UK Business Insider's poll. Uh, number two, Negroni. Oh. Isn't that beer? That's, isn't it? No, it's not beer. All right. And uh, number one. Does anyone want to guess number one based on the other two? Old fashioned. Correct. Um, really? The, yeah, old fashioned number one's old fashioned. Yeah. Bonus point then, isn't it? Surely. No. It was after the official cutoff. Yeah. That's I don't it. think you need to worry about winning though, mate. Oh, all right, okay. I'll, I won't worry <laughs> then. Uh, Q6, guys. It's the last question. Um, and I think it's a good one. Okay. The Queen loves hosting dinner parties. Right. And she has ample space to do so. Buckingham Palace holds 52 royal and guest bedrooms. 188 staff bedrooms, 92 offices, and 78 bathrooms. But how many state rooms, aka a room suitable for a dinner party, are there? Um, how many state rooms at Buckingham Palace? I'm. Go- who's going first? Is it you, Stuart, first this time? Is it me? Yeah, you can go, Stuart. Um. Let's go for. Uh, I mean, this a uh, total shot in the dark. We'll go for five. Five. Have an opportunity now to do the Stuart Phillips technique. Yeah, I'm just thinking whether to go higher or lower, just because it depends how big the stateroom. I assume they have one massive one where, like, the president will come and stuff like that. Why would he be doing that there? Because he's because she's fit, mate. Oh, <laughs> what <dear>. of it? <laughs> oh. uh, I'm going to say uh, six. Six. Wow. Wow. He's Rich has scored a sort of complimentary point. As, as Stuart has already got three points. Uh, Rich has just scored his second point. Uh, there's nineteen. Fuck. There's 19 suitable for holding dinner parties in. That's a lot, isn't it? They astound yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a lot. I think I've got, I've only got maybe six or seven rooms in my house where you could have a dinner party. So that's quite a lot. <laughs> I, thought, I think it's remarkable there's 188 staff bedrooms. Yeah. Mental, isn't it? That's yeah. a lot of staff, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, probably quite a lot of good staff. Too much. No one needs such staffing. I would argue. Right, so thank you very much for playing Quivio, guys. Thank you, mate, for hosting. Well done, Jay. Well done. The, the most salmon. I just hope we don't have a salmon episode now because I think we'd. Uh, it would be like shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> trying to find questions for that one. Nate here. If you're like me and have a dangerous amount of disposable income that you can't be trusted with, why not head on over to Patreon.com and give some of it to your favourite food review channel and podcast provider. And while you're there, why not give us some money? Way! Nah, but seriously, patreon.com forward slash foodreviewuk. Help us get Gossie some new glasses or something. He looks ridiculous. 
so dinner parties. We are going to talk about all things dinner parties, guys. So I myself have been fortunate enough to have attended one of Rich's, and he has also attended one of mine, uh, but not Stuart in kind. He has not uh, attended one we of mine. should just say that I have not. this is obviously, we're, we're calling dinner parties as a loose term, like friends round for dinner, you're cooking for friends is coming under this. Yeah, we should, we, we should say, what is a dinner party? In fact, one of our questions, social media questions, which we will get on to later, it has somehow made it onto the schedule this episode, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is sort of what constitutes a dinner party. So yeah. what would you guys say does constitute a dinner party? Mm-hmm. Um, I think just having friends around and actually sitting down at a table and having dinner. Rather, I think if you're all standing up, if you do like a buffet, that's more of a pie. But if you're actually doing a proper, putting actual work into dinner, mm. yeah, I, I think I would, I would agree that it's, it has to have some sort of cooked meal. Yeah, maybe two courses. Yeah, yeah. What about does a barbecue count as a dinner party? I would say not. I would say not. Mm. Mm. I would say not as well. I wouldn't consider it a dinner party. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so, usually multiple cho- multiple courses cooked in house. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's not some people coming around and ordering a curry. Yeah, yeah, it's, correct. It's, I'd say it's usually you're usually I'd say usually you want to try and impress as well. Yeah, just just um, with your cooking skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. What would you guys say are essential dinner party elements? Uh, like I've well, like we've all just said, multiple courses. I think. Multiple, what what about more specifically? What what would <clears throat> if you didn't have X, would it not be a dinner party for you? I I'll just get this out there now. Literally, I I I don't I have never I've got a couple of dinner party stories, but I don't dinner parties are not something that happen in my life. Wow, yeah, um, we they do. they don't happen too often. No. in mine, but when they do happen, I do love them. To be fair. Attending and I love hosting them as well. I think just because the... I go on, go on. No, you go on. <laughs> I think because we all love. Well, I don't know how much you love cooking, Stuart, but I know MJ loves cooking and I love cooking. So I think it's quite nice to plan stuff together to like get excited about. Oh, I'm going to cook this. Yeah, and then actually, like I said, that that element of not not showing off, but like impressing someone and being like, oh, impressing yourself as well, being like, oh, I actually made this. This yeah. is sick. Yeah, mm. not made me sick. This is. Sick and good. <laughs> yeah, I think the main reason that I don't really kind of go to dinner parties or host dinner parties is that um, I don't exist in 1987. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I did exist in 1987, yeah. Unlike both Rich and I. Did, yeah. did, your, did your parents, were your parents uh, guests at and throwers of dinner parties? No, never. Funnily enough, and this probably doesn't count, but I will say it anyway because it's it's sort of there. Um, one of my, I think, one of my earliest memories is my dad's fiftieth birthday, which some people would be like, I mean, my dad's not even fifty yet. Um, but uh, and that I seem to remember was quite a big event. Uh, I mean, a fiftieth birthday is. I mean, actually, let us know in ten years, Stuart. But you've just said that I remember being quite young. Not my earliest memory, but my parents had a um, tw- either twentieth or twenty fifth wedding anniversary, and we had the family round. And they did. it wasn't. I wouldn't say, again. I, it's that line between what's a dinner party and what's a party with food yeah. with guests there. It's like because it was like a buffet spread, but they did make a lot. Of, they did like a nice coronation chicken, mm. which was nice. Um, but yeah, I think 
do you think nowadays people are more interested in cooking because of programs like MasterChef and uh, like Bake Off and uh, wanting uh, wanting to get into like cooking at home more? I think it's more acceptable, perhaps, for young people, particularly for yeah. younger men. Um, yeah. Th- and there's you've got more there's more inspiration to cook more impressive meals so yeah i mean i've got I, I, you know i say i don't really do dinner parties like i say i've got i've got very minimal experience but i have you know i've got one or two friends that that cook a lot and um i think it's maybe just because i'm i'm inhospitable and also yeah terminally you're in, unlikable. you're in hospital yeah i'm in hospital so it's hard to host it. no i mean i mean I, I don't want to invite people into my house and similarly people don't want to invite me into their house uh, so, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's sad. Yeah, I'd invite you. I mean, it's easy to say that, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> References. Um, I I would like to pick up on a few points there. I would say that I think that as Stuart says, yeah, it's probably become more accessible for younger people. But I think there has always been uh, drivers of wanting to cook good food just for different generations. Mm. I mean, if you look at when I one of the things that really got me going not got me going that's weird uh mm-hmm. one of the things that i was really interested in when i was younger and I, it was before i started cooking it was when i was around the age of 13 like don't i don't really think oh, i'm sure it happens that 13 year olds start cooking meals for their family jordan's sister actually started doing that i think around that age and she's now a very good chef um but i think that's unusual um, but I used to watch programs like Delia Smith's How To Cookery Guide and Gary Rhodes, and they found them really inspiring. Yeah, um, I think it's just a different generational thing. Um, they make it, it look so easy. Yeah, and those programs are very inspiring. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think it's sad that there's not something like that anymore because those programs, the Delia and the Gary Rhodes programs, were quite mm. well shot, quite almost a Wesley Anderson in design. They were sleek, <laughs> simple, and straightforward. They're just dead on. Everything was dead on, wasn't it? Um, so I think that's something that's actually that I'm missing from the uh, UK cookery programs. Um, just skipping back to parents, did they have dinner parties? Uh, got quite a nice little sort of thing here. Um, not all viewers may know that my mum unfortunately passed away about ten years ago, um, but I have got one of her sort of cookery notebooks, and it's got in there all sorts of dishes and recipes that she liked to cook and interestingly on this subject it's actually got some like sort of quite funny slash sweet notes in there that say things like um uh after recipes it would have like brackets clive doesn't like this <laughs> so clearly she did host in brackets uh, this is shit <laughs> yeah no generally I, I think generally some of the recipes do say this is particularly bad <laughs> so, like, something like that but um, so yeah, clearly they were. I think they were entertainers. Um, I don't remember to exactly what extent, but yeah, definitely that was a thing, and it had very much the sort of seventies and eighties styles cuisine that you would imagine, like coronation chicken yeah. was in there, uh, absolutely standardly. So trifle, um, trifle, trifle is in there. Yeah, trifle is in there. All the classic, all the big ones, all the big ones. I think bringing it back to what because uh, I'd say I know I said about how many people would come. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of swingers party in it if you want no I, uh, yeah i'd say a dinner party as well can be i think it does come down to you actually preparing food for people 
because obviously if you if you have people around for a buffet that you've just bought stuff in to heat up yeah that's one thing but if you've got some people around and you've done like a really nice slow cooked bit of pork for instance pulled pork for everyone to do sliders i'd say that would come as a dinner party yeah i think that's fair yeah okay fair comment what about drinks mm-hmm. Here's do you thing. guys ever wine usually isn't it yeah see i i i oh oh what's happened is there some so just for the viewers or the listeners Stuart has just frozen with fear yeah. and was looking across the room yeah. if I, I believed in ghosts I would I would 100% yeah. thought that he'd just seen a ghost no my LED colour changing LED light um, fell off the wall oh, oh definitely a ghost almost yeah. worse if anything yeah it is almost worse um, I I obviously I, I, I haven't drunk wine in quite a long time I used to I used to drink wine fairly regularly um but now, if I were to have a dinner party, I would offer appropriate beers because I think there are beers that yeah, the beer, there are beers that can absolutely go with food in the same way that wine can. Uh, I, th- right. I think it depends on your guests coming around as well. Like if if I was having a dinner party and you were coming around, Stuart, I would personally get beers because I knew that you I know yeah. that you like them. Yeah. So you're you're um, supplying to your guests. Like when MJ came around, I did cocktails. That were um, pina colada esque type cocktails yeah. because that's what uh, I know you're a fan of. Correct. I and what did not... I provide for you when you came round? Water. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not as thoughtful as other people. Did you? Yeah. Really no, what did? What did? No, you did. Uh... I don't think I did it. I don't think I literally didn't. I didn't have that mind connection. I've always do something yeah. that Rich likes. Oh, right. But also, sort of could be that you love everything. Mm. So what? Did, what did you do? Water. Did, did, did you really do water? <laughs> yeah. No, we, no, we uh, no, no. You had like Dr Pepper and a few soft drinks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which to be actually, to be fair, we never have that kind of thing. So that's probably fruit, f- fruit punch actually. Oh yeah, did make fruit punch. That was a barbecue. Right? That was a barbecue. Yeah, but that's still, all counts. still anything that makes me look better. Yeah, um, it is on. There is on. We did film a vlog from that actually, yeah. so we might have. Come and I must say, the water before. wasn't exactly. It wasn't warm. It was. It was tepid. So it wasn't. It wasn't cold, but it, it was drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. it was actually a very nice dinner party. It was nice, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Richard's, but oh, right. no. But mine, oh, yeah, was... Oh, yeah, I know. Mine was a <laughs> mine was okay. Rich's was, I mean, absolutely fantastic. Oh, cheers, mate. Um, the that was the was that the that was arancini for starter. Yeah, it was asparagus uh, arancini. Asparagus arancini. Oh, with um, yeah, with mots like a. Uh, a big block of mozzarella like on the inside so mm. it oozed out first um, time i'd ever had it it was incredible love yeah and then i i, I served yeah. it with a salsa made from um slow roasted red peppers yeah. shallot and fresh strawberries um yeah. you're yeah. you're gonna hate the main Stuart. it was a lasagna i don't right i don't hate lasagna <laughs> just don't think it's the best food ever all oh, right okay well <laughs> uh, so yeah, main was a lasagna with uh, homemade. Uh, some of Jamie's actually homemade. Uh, yeah, Jamie Oliver actually has an incredible uh, tear and share garlic doble recipe. Um, so yeah, just whack that in the oven, and then for dessert I did a cookie, um, a cheesecake, but the base was a giant cookie, and then the filling was um, cheesecake filling mi- mixed with. Um, uh, mini, are they mini stars? No, what the, uh, yeah, magic stars. Magic Milky, stars. Milky sorry, Way yeah, stars. Milky Way magic stars, and it was the tits. It was unbelievable. That does sound that good. Whole, that whole meal was just absolutely mm. insane. I think uh, going back to what you said, I think lasagna is 
thinking about dinner parties, um, I think I've probably cooked lasagna and eaten lasagna more often than any other dish at dinner parties. And it's um, because it is relatively easy to do. Yeah, I think you've got to choose if you're doing if you're doing multiple courses, you've got to choose where you're going to put your effort in at what stage of the cooking. So exactly. if, if you're doing an involved right, right. starter, something like lasagna, which can be all prepped in advance and then just shoved in the oven as and when, is perfect. Um, yeah. And of course, you could do if you something like lasagna, um, if you want to grab like um, uh, the disposable uh, foil trays, make lasagna yeah. in one of them because I'm all for avoiding washing up at those kind of things as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's timing, isn't it? Like like a lot of cookery skills come down to it is timing. Yeah. Like people always say, if you, if you can get a roast dinner out on Christmas Day, you can pretty much cook anything. Yeah. Just because it's 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 the different elements coming together at different times. Another dish actually, which is quite popular when I do dinner parties, is risotto. But then that only really t- a lot of that is prep. Uh, so you can prep like as in chopping all everything up together, getting it all ready. And then the only annoyance with it is that you do have to stand over it for about yeah. half an hour, con- yeah. constantly stirring it. Um, I mean, the payoff is good, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. The, at a dinner party, you have to think, oh, am I going to be a bad host for leaving the table for half an hour? But, yeah. Yeah, you are. But, yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, uh, luckily, our place is open plan, so MJ can still uh, give me banter. See, that, that's not too bad as well, particularly if the people that are there quite like cooking as well and you can come and join in the kitchen because whilst there is whilst you have to be with the risotto you don't have to think about what you're doing yeah uh, yeah exactly what what's your thinking on a serving size for risotto because i am always horrified on cookery programs restaurants and so on when you see a you see a kind of serving that will be given for risotto and they'll they'll put a like a small, tiny. a small, tiny portion of risotto on the plate, and yeah. they go, "Of course, risotto is very, very filling." And I yeah. and I watch them, and I go, "No, fill yeah. fill a, a large plate slash yeah. bowl with risotto." I say I do about, um, I mean, serv- s- serving spoon size, obviously, like uh, you know, utensil serving spoon. Yeah, yeah. I pro- I probably do two and a half of those per plate. But then I actually mix it with uh, when I do it. I do like thick chunks of because uh, I roast chicken on uh, risotto as well. So mix that in, then asparagus, and oh. then, then may- maybe put a bit of chicken skin, crispy chicken skin on top. But you, so um, you would put the chicken and the asparagus. You, that that's taking up space in your serving spoon. So two and a half serving spoons. No, 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 no. That's not taking up space in the serving spoon. Sorry, that's. Um, that's going on top. So you're cooking your, your asparagus and your chicken separately Se- from the risotto. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can live with that then. Yeah. Yep. yep. Acceptable. Yeah. Acceptable. I mean, have you had my risotto? You've had the I arancini. I've had your arancini, which I can't remember if I did. Too. Yeah. No, I was probably cautious of risotto. Yeah. I think I would still be somewhat cautious because of the texture, would just be what I wouldn't be necessarily so keen Fair. on. Not fair. I do tend to. I mean, how how Rich just described it, to be fair, did sound incredible. I do tend to put a poached egg on top as well. Wow. So the yolk just oozes into it. This this reminds me very much of. uh, Stuart's face, that's just the face of someone who bloody hates eggs. Stuart does not like eggs. Um, (laughs) Stuart doesn't like eggs. This this reminds me. It's Stuart doesn't like eggs. 
I understand what not liking food means. Nah, Stuart doesn't like eggs. Stuart. Where did your hatred for eggs come from? I... Was it a- as a as a as a child as a child. Nope, I like I like them as a child to the point where wow. uh, I, I like really. <laughs> you ate you ate too many of them. <laughs> I, 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 no, I used to really enjoy them. I used to really enjoy my granddad used to have a, a fried egg every day for his breakfast, and I used to go and like dip bread in his yolk and love that. I used to have. I bet boiled... you loved. I bet you loved that. Oh yeah, just <laughs> yeah, the best bit. I used to have boiled eggs very very regularly, and then all of a sudden, don't know why, just went. It was compounded when, in my 20s, um, one of the people I lived with in a shared house used to eat boiled eggs out of her hand without an egg cup because um, uh. she didn't want to make any washing up and she used to chew with her mouth open and she used to oh, like, just have egg all over her face. You know what? That's, just... that's com- now, now that I've heard that story, that's fair because the, I love eggs and I, do, I, love a, I think, were they hard-boiled? No, think... just... Because there's a there's a time difference when it goes from soft boiled to hard boiled that an egg goes from a nice egg to smelling you're essentially oh. eating a fart when it's <laughs> when it's hard boiled. The smell of a hard boiled egg is one of the worst smells imaginable. But I think uh, they're they're a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, your 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 egg hatred is famous, really. I know. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I have actually found. Go on. Go. On, I'm, I'm just reminded you. He's supposed to be hosting a podcast. Yeah, and you haven't. You haven't fuck? said what you did for your dinner party. Yeah, I'm going to get on to that. Fuck me. Uh, I don't think we did a starter, did we? No. Uh, you did a side. Oh, guac. Guac. Nachos. Nachos. Oh, really? Wow. I think. Decent. I think so. Uh, so we had uh, the drink. We had. We definitely had the J2O watermelon spritz. Oh yeah. Um, and so we did chili for the main with guacamole, and yeah, I think nachos were in attendance. Cheese, na- cheese nachos, wasn't it? Yeah, because I remember yeah. saying that it was a weird type of cheese you used because I'd had it before. When you put it in the oven, it doesn't melt properly. Ah, yeah. it just go- so, it solidifies. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the pudding was uh, the first of what I had planned as a series of tiramisu's. It was a rosa maristu. So it's rose, rose and pistachio flavor tiramisu, mm-hmm. and it was alright. Yeah, it was really nice. I I never have I had never had tiramisu before, and still have never had a normal tiramisu. Wow! So the mm-hmm. only tiramisu I've ever had was MJ's one. So that's the only thing I can go by. Normal hit, tiramisu is actually much better. Hit up uh, Jansel Square Dominoes; they can sort you out. Hey. <laughs> yeah. But you can check out the video titled. Dinner Party, colon, Extreme Banter Within, July 2017, uh, on the Life of Michael Jameson YouTube channel, if you want to see the fun from that uh, dinner party. You've actually got a video up of when you come to the dinner party that I've just been talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was about now. to say. Yeah, we do. The Aaron, what was that called? Aaron dinner party at, dinner at Rich and Tony's, I believe. Dinner at Rich and Tony's. If it's literally called that, you're mental that you remember that. Dinner at Rich and Tony's blog. <laughs> mental. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You can watch it now. Don't let the fans in. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but no, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Good, good, uh, good insights and inferences from you guys there. Can I just say one of the best dinner parties I've ever been to was a friend of mine from cookery school has um, a uh, uh, like pizza oven that can only fit one in at a time. It's about maybe like I don't know half a meter 
their wives and they just sit at my table gets incredibly hot she made bread she made bread dough um for us all to roll out and then do toppings and then just shove it oh wow shove it in the pizza oven and then just mm. yeah that's just, brilliant so like because obviously yeah we, we all love cooking so it was like that element of like fun yeah as well as uh, involved because at dinner party you have to have fun as well like you, you've got to have some kind of what are they, like they don't come dine with me i don't know if you two watch it but they have to have some kind of entertainment value mm. now to them well it was going to be my next segment yeah do you like do you do games or other entertainment yeah i'd say we usually when you came around to us we usually move on to board games don't we correct board games are fun for family and friends yeah board games are good or just like little you get like little table games um you know little bits of you know trivia things and things where you just need a a variety you know a variety some cards that come in a box and you you pull them out, and it's just yeah. keep the conversation going. I've, I, I, we did. Um, not sure if you'd call it a dinner party. I suppose it was, but a load of uh, a load of us rented a cottage and did one of those murder mystery kits once, and that was really oh, good fun. Oh, uh, nice, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I've just thought of something mental. Why isn't there available to buy for the viewers, subscribers, and fans and listeners a Food Review UK board game pack? That contains quivier questions. It contains uh, a northern flat cap. It contains savoury and sweeter items. It contains like a bit of crunch card. Yeah, one sealed Maryland cookie and one sealed <laughs> piece of airways chewing gum, so you can do your own experiment at home. Uh, wow, why doesn't that exist? Because no one would buy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting. No. Um, yeah, I like sort of charades is one that I really yeah. like. Tony and I like, to put, Tony and I like to put on Shakespearean skits. <laughs> hour, hour long. <laughs> no, obviously not. Uh, yeah, card, card games. Things you can do at the table. Correct. Yeah. Brilliant. Or under the table. Yeah, oh. exactly. Sexual. Yeah. What about your favourite dinner party items to cook? To cook to or cook, to have? To cook. Right. Very specifically to cook, because spoilers, the next question will be to eat. <laughs> we could combine them. I think, well, my favourite ones to cook are arancini, because wow. I've never met anyone who doesn't like arancini. Deep fried risotto with breadcrumbs on the outside and oozing with Gooey. cheese. Yeah, yeah, I mean, correct. yeah. It's just... It, Proud pleaser. It was delicious. Easy to make because we, Tony and I, do it. If we're having a dinner party on a Saturday, I'll do a risotto, but like double the size on a Friday. So then save half of it. We'll have we'll have half of it for dinner that night, and then roll it into balls the next day after it's been in the fridge for over the night, and then de- uh, deep fry it just mm. before our guests arrive. Good way. Good choice. Good way. Yeah, I haven't, but would going back to Rich's point. We recently got a uh, wood slash charcoal fired outdoor pizza oven, so I would I would uh, welcome the wow. opportu- welcome the wow. opportunity to um, cook uh, and allow because there's, there's the entertainment as well, isn't there? It's well, topping your own pizzas. Tony, and... Tony and I did say we'll come up to Manchester soon, mate. Oh yeah, that's that's a de- that's a lovely gesture, Rich. Yeah, if only yeah, everyone. Yeah, Sarah and I said we'll do that as well. Yeah, not invited, so. <laughs> we, to, to clarify, you didn't invite us, but it's nice to yeah, know. No, yeah, but you're always welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and, yeah, we'll come up soon as well. Oh, so okay. yeah. 
<laughs> we'll see how this friendship goes. <laughs> what about favourite items to eat then? Can I just say also another another great dinner party that we've been to when there's been lots of couples that have gone out of uh, Tony's friends. Um, one one of them uh, will host it at their house and it'll be um, right. something called Feastival where basically all, all the couples choose a um, cuisine from around the world. So if about 10 couples usually go and you, you cook two dishes from that cuisine and it's just a massive platter wow. of like, food from around the world. So someone does sushi. Last time, uh, I've done arancini because like, we did Italy once. We, we did uh, um, America the first time. So I did like a Dr. Pepper slow-cooked um, pork. Wow. Someone did uh, grease, so it was like a baklava and like um, a nice uh, onion tart with phyllo pastry. It's just, it's it's like, again, it's the impressive aspect of cooking and it's the intrigue of some, having something that you've never had before. Yeah. Dinner parties are a world of discovery to be enjoyed and discovered <laughs> by people and humans alike. Go on, Stuart. Um, I, I, I like I say, I, I, I haven't had, I haven't been to many. I would have to say that back to Rich's balls. One thing that we do not do in my house is deep fry anything. So anything deep fried is something of a treat. So yeah, yeah. Um, even if it were, you can't really call this a dinner party, but. For one of my niece's birthdays last year, um, my brother-in-law did uh, gourmet burgers. So he just basically made loads and loads of stuff that, uh, uh, and you went and you you created your own burgers. So not dinner party, but you, you'll see where I'm going. And one of the things that he had there was onion rings. Yeah, not nice. not not homemade, just shop bought onion rings, but they were deep fried. And if I'm making onion rings at home, they're on a tray and they're in the oven. So a deep fried onion ring is obviously ma- massively superior. So anything that I'm not good, that I can't do myself, so uh, that deep deep fried items immediately spring yeah. to mind. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, I think it, there's a certain aspect of uh, danger <laughs> in, deep, in in deep frying because you like I I don't know what it is. A lot if it's like the you do have to stand over it. You do have to take um, care, definitely, when you're controlling the temperature. If it gets too hot and all of a sudden you put something in that has a high water content, then obviously it could go up in flames. Yeah. So um, if you don't have a deep fryer at home, I, I would say always just stand over it. Make sure it's not smoking and stuff like that. Uh, the what only, the only thing, smoking? take it off the heat immediately wow. um, and don't, don't move it at all. Try Obviously, when you have – we've got a massive um, – I don't know what they're called, the big tins that you do, you do like a bolognese in or something like that. So it's quite deep. We fill that about halfway. The only thing that we ever deep fry is the arancini. If, if I'm doing stuff like yeah, onion rings or chips, it'll be in the oven. What do you do with um, the oil? Um, pour it back, let it cool down overnight, pour it back into the bottle. And then, um, I mean, you do usually have to take it to the tip because there's an oil thing there. Yeah. Um, to dispose of it, but we just put it in. <laughs> we just Ooh, put it in. Oh, I. You know another way of disposing. Well, just has the bottle. Yeah. Hashtag fuck recycling. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that you can do with your used cooking oil is if you've got um, like a pond or a boating lake or anything near you, if you just pour it on a swan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh fucking hell! It's true though. Swans are cunts, mate. <laughs> 
Yeah, all right. If, I could, if you could buy Swan Meat, I would buy it all the time. Just because <laughs> would I, you try I, it? I to drive up would I try swan it? meat demand. Hmm. Would, I tr- would I try eating swan or would I try pouring oil on a swan? No, eat, eating swan. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Would you not? Oh, yeah, would you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm just like to apologise to any animal activists. <laughs> like, any activists who are Sorry, animals. If a swan was available in Tesco to eat, and it, it, uh, the question was, would I try it? Oh, I'd be eating them like fucking well, we, chicken. When... <laughs> Do you remember, Rich, a year ago, well, nearly a year ago, when I came back from France, we had the conversation about foie gras? Oh, yeah. And whether or not that was an acceptable food stuff. Yeah, I think it's... Um, one, foie gras is one of my favourites. In fact, one of my... It's not going to go in, but that would be in my heaven foods. Yeah, we could not We could never put that in. No, that's that's no. fine. But no. I think it's the, the most... The first time I ever tried it... I was taken aback by how good it was. Uh, it, the most buttery, silky. It's like a pate. It's like the best pate you've ever had for me. Have wow. you ever had it, MJ? No. Would you? Never had it. Would you eat it? Yeah, I'd, 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 I would try it, but I'd be very. Uh, I'm a little bit squeamish. We're thinking about having it. Things. We're thinking about having it as a canapé potentially at our wedding. Wow. It's so controversial. I know. But um, when I worked in a kitchen, actually, we um, one of the dishes was foie gras. And when uh, the, ge- uh, the geese, as you will, came in, um, he'd cut open uh, the birds. And then you have to get rid of the veins with the back of a spoon. So it's quite delicate. And I, he just gave me some raw straight out of the birds. Wow. Because you can just have because it's barely cooked. Yeah. Um, so you just have it raw. And it's having it raw straight from the birds. Like, I wouldn't always do that because... <laughs> it is dangerous, but it was the most incredible flavour. Oh my one god! Of the most, one of the best things I've ever eaten. That is, oh, that's that's odd. Sexual. Yeah, like foie gras. Foie. Do you like pate? Not. I never tried it really. Really? I think I'd like duck pate. No, chicken liver pate is the winner, really, in terms of yeah. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, chicken liver pate with with like some onion marmalade yeah. on, on a on a bit of sourdough is one of the best starters yeah. ever. I used to work at Waitrose and the duck pate... Ooh! Someone's... <laughs> <laughs> the, the duck pate always smelled really good. I, think I just it... imagine you just opening all the pate <laughs> out the back just being like, MJ, can you, you, you can't open those, mate. <laughs> oh, can you imagine ordering uh, the, 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 the ham... From me, a sixteen-year-old me, oh. where I have to carve it in front of them. Oh, I have to hand carve it. Oh, so, uh, yeah, can I have uh, can I have thin slices, please? You what? Yeah. You want fucking thin slices? Yeah. Do you know how blunt this knife is and how <laughs> thick this skin is? You fucking idiot. Twitter at Food Review UK, Facebook also at Food Review UK, and on Instagram at Fruitgram. Check it out. No, <laughs> uh, good. I was all right. oh, I'll tell you what was gross though about Waitrose. And to be fair, like they did, like you do have to clean this like two or three times a day. But even so, when it's just about to 
just just before it has a clean right. You know the circular automatic meat slicer? Yeah. Like the... Right, so you have to take the blade off and clean it. When you take that blade off and you clean it, you literally wipe around the rim of the blade. And it's just... It is built up with various kinds of meat. Pulp. Gross. Would you eat it? Disgusting, right? (laughs) And so... Oh, no, I would not. Like, But when you... When you... um, How often do you clean it? ham off of people... Oh, like two or three times a day. Okay. I only ever worked in the evening, so I only needed to do it once. Right. But I needed to do it, obviously. Um, and uh, when people ordered the sliced ham, you, you you usually have to do like one put one slice through because if you pick up that as one discarded slice, you will see on the edge of that slice all the pulp oh it's fucking horrible just even <laughs> thinking about that just like if you do buy meat from delicatessen counters and they've got those electric things just just have a gander on the outside of your ham slices uh, tony tony used to work in the sainsbury's on a, on a deli counter sorry but, tony and i used to have the same job well, not in you worked in waitrose she worked in sainsbury's similar yeah and she, one of the stories she always tells i think it was her it was either her or her best mate when she was working there who went on the ham <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, again, a similar story with a slicer. It was Parma ham, so like when you when you you have to obviously slice it incredibly thinly. She didn't really know what Parma ham was when she first started working there, and was doing it like gammon. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, like like fifty quid. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But, um, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, anecdotes. Yeah, correct. Dem settings. Um, speaking of anecdotes, sort of our last subject before we move on to a little game and some social media questions. Specific dinner party memories. Stuart, I think you sort of implied you might have had a couple of. Yeah, them. this is the, this is the only thing really where where I've got got something to add. So the first one um, was I, I used to be in a a band a few years ago, and that we were I thought I recognized you boy zone isn't yeah. it <laughs> yeah um i so the drummer Stephen Gately didn't die <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag #stephen gately didn't die he just moved to manchester oh, no sorry <laughs> so the drummer in the band was um a, supposedly a chef um said he was a chef um and to be, actually, to, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. He, he, he was a pretty good cook. So he invited the rest of the band round. So there was him and his wife, um, me and my wife, and the singer and his, at the time, girlfriend. And I don't... And maybe... He's not with her anymore. And maybe... I don't know whether maybe the piano player was there. I can't remember. Anyway, the singer, um, as well as... Uh, I knew him from work, but he ran a football team. Um, like a non-league football team. And he had told me, like, just a couple of days before, that he'd, he'd, he'd been approached to take on some responsibility and run, like, like a, a, a non-league football league might have a league team. So they'll pick the best players from the league and then they'll play against other leagues. Like yeah. an inter-league team. Like, like international football, but for, like, very, very average footballers. Um, and he'd been approached to manage and run and coach this, this league team. So we were sitting at this dinner party and, his girlfriend was complaining about how he was so busy because he had so much responsibility with the football and the band and work and this, that and the other. 
And I was like, oh, well, you won't be happy with what he's decided to take on now then, will you? And she went, she turned around to me and she went, why? What's he decided to take on? And I'm, I'm looking across at him and he's giving it the old, you know, the hand under the neck, like, shut up, <laughs> Stu, shut up, Stu. And I completely froze and I just told, and I went, started indoor skydiving um and told told everyone rather than telling the truth told everyone that he was starting indoor skydiving um and that's so that, that was rather embarrassing the other the other dinner party story i think on that dinner party we had steak that's all i seem to remember we had we had oh, some wow. steak brilliant um, the, steak is a, steak is a good dinner party yeah. as well yeah yeah I, I seem to remember it was cooked quite well um the the other dinner party when i was when i lived in the shared house that i mentioned before um, we decided to have a dinner party. So the people in the house and some friends of ours who lived in another house. Now, the only room in the entire house that was really fit to have a dinner party in was the hallway, which was absolutely massive. So we, we dragged this dining table that was in the cellar into the hallway. And we had this dinner party. And I had been tasked with making the dessert. So I made one of my famous Italian trifles and put so much booze in it um that everyone was absolutely hammered weirdly as well <clears throat> same dinner party one of my friends who was 25 at the time met pasta for the first time he'd never what? never eaten pasta before yeah crazy same dinner party anyway one of my friends um, well, mj didn't eat pizza till he was 17 yeah right? hang on very good <laughs> one but, of my, um one of my friends who was at his dinner party was supposed to be going out to another party like just a boozy dancey party in the evening and hadn't gone because we'd all got absolutely hammered off this trifle um and it got to about 10 o'clock at night and his phone rang and it was the um the popular manchester singer rowetta from the happy mondays and the x factor who one, one of his friends had met at a party and they had got rowetta to phone my friend dom to try and convince him to leave my dinner party and go out partying uh, with them. Wow. Oh, hang on. Dom Cheng. Correct, Dom Cheng, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that person. Wow. Yeah. How do you know that person? Uh, I, he was also on the website that I met Stuart through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Russian Are you porn? laughing because it sounds like sexual? You porn, was it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. In, the, in the comments. <laughs> Cheng Shagan the look. Yeah. 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 I can't remember what what booze did you use in the trifle out of interest? Uh, It would have been Amaretto. Okay. Not some like fucking 90% overproof. (laughs) (laughs) Made made in your bathtub. Yeah. Knock them out. (laughs) No. No. Nice. We did used to have in the shared house, we did used to have this bottle of weird. We had had a friend called Ricky who had been. He'd been in the army and then had driven. He'd driven like aid convoys to Bosnia after he'd been in the army, and he and he brought back this bottle of weird Bosnian liqueur um, that we we kept on the mantelpiece in the house and just made people have shots of. And it was the most vile thing ever. It was just you had one shot and you were immediately you immediately had a hangover. It was awful. It was called Slivovic. The just this dirty, horrible. Friends had. Tony's friends used to do something like that as an as an initiation. Yeah, yeah. In, in, inverted commas to, to get into like the friend group, and luckily the, the bottle had finished by the time that I started dating Tony. Yeah. But it was it was something that her friend's dad got when they Ooh. were in Mexico, and it's called snake snake wine, um, and it was essentially dead snakes in a bottle, about five of them with 
what what I assume to be some kind of fortified wine, but, oh. but an overproof fortified wine. Yeah. So it ridiculously strong and ridiculously vile. It was, apparently it was black, cloudy, and just oh. gross. I'm God. all over that. All we, over oh, that. This... You would try that. Uh, yeah. What well, I'm, I'm I'm not really finding it instantly on Bing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be I'd, I'd try that. Yeah, I'd try that. Do you, would you ever uh, have you ever done the maggot tequila? I haven't. What I would. Would you, eat, would you eat the maggot? <laughs> You're propositioning me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, th- I think I would, yeah. Is that what you say to Claire? Eat the maggot. Small <laughs> <laughs> worm. Uh, yeah, I think I probably would. I, I, it, it's never a, it's never come up, but I think I would. Well, it's the old myth that you're meant to hallucinate, isn't it, if you eat the maggot? Mm. But... I, I love that concept of... of... People having bottles of extremely strong liquid that they got from Bulgaria or whatever, and then you have a shot went around there. It's a very common thing, isn't it? I think Everyone's so. Yeah. Always got that, that yeah. evil shot. Yeah. What would what's the, what would be the? Sh- have you got anything in your house, Stuart? That if we went around there, the, the, the most horrible shot you could think of. Uh, I've got something. Not your own camera. Oh, like that, Richard. <laughs> he said horrible. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Um. I don't think I've got anything absolutely horrific. I've got, I've, pro- I've got, I've got a few weird things in the spirits cupboard. Uzo, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got Uzo, but we we use we use Uzo in well. Gemma uses Uzo in cooking. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, she makes. You ever tried raki? Yes, I've got a, I've got quite a lot of raki in the house. Have you? In fact, I, I polished off a bottle of raki last week. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because uh, I, I didn't want to drink beer. And we had like a little bit of um, honey and cinnamon raki. That's hilarious. I didn't want to drink beer, but I wanted to go fucking blind for the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we went to Crete on holiday two years on the bounce, so we, we got quite into the raki. So yeah, I've yeah. got quite a lot of raki in, so possibly raki. Um, but... Which is, the, is it ouzo that goes cloudy? Before... Yes, if you put water in it, it goes cloudy, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Richard, do you have any Richard? That was fucking weird. Rich, do you have um, any any uh, specific dinner party memories? Um, off the top of my head, not any that I've already mentioned. I, I think my my favourite memory of a dinner party that I've been to is the festival one, where it's just such a nice um, mix. We, of... we were discussing that you had a dinner party around mine. Oh, so was this worst memories? Oh, sorry, no, it was <laughs> no, that's that good. No, um, no. did enjoy, did enjoy. <laughs> no, it was it was very lovely, but yeah. I I can't compete with Feastable. What about um your best fondest memories? I don't even remember any, excluding mine. <laughs> even including, I don't remember any. Wow, uh, no, no I, again, I actually haven't been to too many, so your, yours does rank incredibly highly. Oh, uh, quality of uh, as does yours. Your cuisine. chili was um, what's the word I'm looking for? Abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a very very nice chili. No, thank you very much. Uh, I think that wraps that section up. Then, Stuart, shall we move over to heaven or hell? Correct. Heaven and hell, where the food you love goes straight to heaven. Well, it doesn't yard convincing when all the people who are attending that your food should be ascending and all goes well. 
because you have already played Sweeter or Savoria and failed, passively failed to um, gain a second goal, we decided that tonight, Rich, you would get a chance to enter a food into heaven and a food into hell. Just as a reminder for the listeners and for Rich and for... Um, me, I suppose, as well. Uh, we, myself, Nate, and MJ, put some foods into heaven and hell uh, on a on a special heaven and hell yep. episode. The foods that currently exist in food heaven are burgers and pizza, which were entered by MJ, halloumi, halloumi cheese, which was entered by Nathan Peterson, and burritos, which I entered, uh, both belly, for- belly pork and lasagna failed to enter heaven after uh, they were vetoed by other people. Hell currently contains only two things. It contains aniseed, which was put there by Nathan Peterson, and yeah, the, the, the concept of food contamination, which was put in by me. Um, vinegar, game, sushi and egg sandwiches all failed to go into hell. Richard Milford, yeah. what would you like us to consider for entrance into heaven? Heaven, I think it goes without saying that I have to choose cookies as my first option. Do I only get one? Each? You only get one heaven and hell, okay, yeah. Okay, that's fine. As uh, There isn't anything sweet in there yet. Um, nope. nope. No so I I think I'm going to say cookies. They're um, uh, versatile. Versatile. Mm. You can uh, get them in all different flavors, sizes, sizes. textures. Uh, they're one of the most incredible, incredible. things to eat warm. Chocolate. And uh, I don't think so. There. I, I don't. I would argue that, and if anyone said they didn't like them. Yeah, I can... <laughs> Just rich, how rich was looking at me then. No, sorry, carry on. MJ's just looking at me on the camera, just waiting for me to talk, just and then just going to mouth some words when he thinks I'm going to say something, but realistically, just looking like a fucking melt. <laughs> no, sorry, mate, carry on. Carry on, Rich. Cookies it's, is my choice, my choice to go into heaven, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so cookie, yeah, versatile, different flavors, different textures, chewy, yeah. cookie, crispy. <laughs> what do you think? What do I think? What do both of you think? What do you, oh. think, what do you think, MJ? Going in, perfect. Yeah, absolutely adore cookies. Absolutely adore cookies, and I think it'd be mad not to put them in. Um, here's the thing, right? Oh my god! Here's are you thing. hearing this? I too sweet for you, are they, mate? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, yeah, V top. No, uh, no, yeah. I, I think cookies can go into heaven for me. Um, I don't. I, I I do not. Um, I don't have enough experience w- with amazing cookies. But for example, um. Like Rich's cookies are incredible. Um, I've had all the in- incredible cookies. Cookie dough is is great. So yeah, I'm happy. To, I'm happy for cookies going to heaven. 
Cool. Yeah. yeah. Jamaica uh, love cookie dough. Do they? <laughs> if I if I said to you that uh, if I said to you this thing is uh, is uh, Stuart, you're right to cut this bit. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I said to you that this thing that I'm sitting on is the table, would you tell me that was deceit? <laughs> deceit. D e c i p t. D e c i p t. Decipt. What? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um what would you guys choose for your number one flavour of a cookie? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit unusual. I haven't heard one of those before, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I a do really cookie. like? I should do that for my company. I, I really yeah. like. Do you know what I haven't seen? I, I like a white chocolate and raspberry cookie, but I've never seen a, 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 a like a cherry cookie. And I oh. bloody love cherries. That's a good idea. You know what? The only problem that I've found uh, with using fruit in cookies is that you either need to use flavouring or... Freeze-dried freeze-dried because it, it just oxidizes and it, it will go off within a day if you're not good it? enough it's fine man just admit it if, if uh no 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 i am good enough but um <laughs> your favor option is just shit mate <laughs> <laughs> what about glacé uh no they glacé cherries don't really taste of cherry no though, they're awful yeah, they're awful could you soak them in cherry flavoring I'm just trying to that think. If you, stupid... you probably can get cherry, freeze-dried cherries, and I, I will look into. What, what would you have it with? Uh, dark like chocolate. Cherry, dark chocolate. Dark yeah, chocolate. Nice. Mm-hmm, yeah, nice. And perhaps yeah. cinnamon. Mm, that could Ooh. go in the Christmas box, perhaps. Oh, some dark chocolate, cinnamon, and cherry. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. flavor mongrel. You fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, you fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, oh shit! No, MJ, favorite flavor. Go on. What would you choose? Um, Actually, that you just made that up. If you could make a, if you could make a flavor, because this is all. If I <laughs> this is all research flavor, for me. It'd be milk, tiny, tiny milk chocolate chunks or shards, flakes, tiny, tiny white chocolate shards or flakes. Why? T- why then? Because it would just melt into it. Listen. Uh, with pistachio nuts and a pistachio paste cream in the middle. Pistachio filled. You know those, either pistachio butter or you know those Italian pistachio cream you can get? Like you're getting, a, can, like you're getting like a cannoli. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Where do you buy? Can you buy pistachio cream here? You can buy it from Amazon. I've been yeah. watching some for a very long time. You can buy some in M&S actually. have <laughs> been watching some? <laughs> you can buy it from Amazon. <laughs> you know Amazon is not YouTube, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this film's been buffering for ages. <laughs> he just watches the d- delivery days go down. <laughs> this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> Claire, it's only two days now with Prime. Cutting <laughs> uh, uh, footage of um, <laughs> me just watching it. How much is it? How much? <laughs> it's like tenner. Apparently, apparently it's amazing. The stuff in M&S was uh, about seven or eight quid, but apparently it is so good. Right. And I guess I guess you could do like a premium cookie range with yeah. just like more expensive ingredients. Just, I, oh yeah, the, this has got I actually want to do a cookie called uh, 
like kind of funny call, call it more money than sense cookie yeah and just have it with like lindor chocolate gold gold dust on the top um just outrageously mm. expensive ingredients and just call it more money than sense and sell it for like 50 quid for a box of 12 see if anyone would buy it brilliant pistachio paste one kilo 21.99 almost wow. no cost almost free one yeah. kilo one kilo and that's like that's like a pure. It's just it's just ground pistachios. God, that's so, so like a pistachio nice. butter. Grab our nut yeah, butters. A, and that's taste. how you make like peanut butter, isn't it? You just grab, you just put it in a food processor and just grab leave it. it, don't you? Natural yeah. oils. Yeah, you leave it. Have you guys ever been to a Whole Foods before? Yes. They have they have the machines in there where, yeah. you, where you press a button and it just grinds grinds, grinds your butter. grinds your nuts for you. Yeah, exactly. All you. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, cool. Right, yeah, cookies, cookies uh, in heaven. Right, what are you putting in hell then, Rich? Oysters. Oysters. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I just like to point out that I do absolutely love them. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I I love seafood, but um, it's not just the the texture of oysters that I hate. It's the it's the I've known a few people that have got food poisoning of oysters, right. and I think. Even from how nice did places, they catch my, it from my, them? What was that? How did they catch it from them? By eating them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now my uh, my fiance's sister uh, is, on, an on her, on, is an oyster. Is an oyster, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've, started, I've I've sort of descended into mischievousness. Yeah. Uh, no, on her birthday, she went to the oyster bar in Selfridges, which you would expect to be. T- quality correct um even though obviously this <laughs> like an hour away from the closest sea um, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and she uh, had food poisoning from those um oh yeah i don't know it's it's the whole thing about they're alive when you eat them it's the whole thing about um people swallow them whole or yeah. if you chew it's, it's the tech yeah it's the snotty texture I, I the taste i don't mind because it tastes like seafood and i love seafood but it's it's purely the texture. Have you heard those urban myths about um, live oysters crawling back up people's gullets? Um, no, and that's even more <laughs> reason for it to go into hell. Yeah, I I, I don't really have any uh, desire have, to ever try it. Have you ever had one, Stuart? No. Um, I have. Um, Thoughts? I um, when I went on my honeymoon, we were in Seattle and obviously you're very close to the sea uh, and we we were in a restaurant which had lots of seafood so we tried oysters and I enjoyed the experience I don't yeah. I can't say whether I enjoyed the oysters that's what it is as well but it is I enjoyed the... the experience that's what it is because yeah. do, do you ever watch first dates on Channel 4, and when they order oysters on there, a lot, almost always, people are like, oh, have you had these before? I don't, oh, I don't know, yeah. I've never had them. It, it's the, it's the theatre yeah. of yeah. having them. That's it. I must tell you that after having oysters for the first time on my honeymoon in the first couple of nights, I then proceeded to eat oysters a further two or three times whilst I was on my honeymoon. Um, yeah. And every time it was, I don't know whether I enjoyed the oysters or whether I enjoyed the fact that I was eating oysters, if you get my meaning. Right. Yeah. Um, like, and I am sorry, but because oysters are so 
like inextricably linked with my honeymoon, I don't think you could ask me to allow oysters to go into hell. Oh wow, that's fair. Vito, yeah, pretty good yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in no rush to eat an oyster. If someone were to were to offer me oysters, I would, I would, I would eat them again. Um, How did you did you chew it when you had it, or did you just swallow it whole? Straight down, I think. Yeah, straight down. Yeah. Because that's the thing as well. Because it's alive, I think it's chewing it. The thought of chewing something that's alive yeah. is a little bit weird. But then at the same time, the thought of having something alive in your stomach is also a little bit weird. Yeah. Would you rather kill them fairly quickly by crushing them to death? Yeah. Or would you rather just have them burn in your yeah. stomach? It's the screams that put me off. Yeah, <laughs> they are notoriously vocal. The way I got yeah. my head around it was I imagined that I was the Sarlacc pit and every single oyster was Boba Fett. Yeah, that's a good uh, question. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, what yeah. I, that's how I got my head around that, yeah. Part, part of what puts me off as well is when I was young, um, I had a Mr. Bean on uh, VHS and it was the episode where he goes on holiday and he has oysters and he gets. Do you remember the episode where he's up all night because he has them in the hotel and they're really bad? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, ever, since I was young, I always remember that episode. And whenever I think of oysters, I think of Mr. Bean getting. Uh... You know, it's literally, literally just been added to Netflix, right? Yeah, I've literally been watching it this week. Oh really? Yeah. No, are you? Not... Are you joking? What, Mr. Bean? Mr. Bean's a classic, yeah, mate. What? It's, the wor- it's the worst. It's the worst. No, it's it very well the, written. It, yeah. It's, it's it, very good quality slapstick comedy. Oh, yeah. I know a thing or two about that. It's the worst. It's a staple of British comedy. Yeah. Or a paperclip of, of worldwide humour. Yeah. Mm, no. Okay, Oyster's not going in hell, that's fair. No, but Mr Bean can. Mm, well, we'll have to pick that up another episode, I think, the Mr yeah. Bean conversation. Yeah, what about <laughs> Beans? <laughs> You're listening You're to Frock Unwrapped, the food review UK podcast. Review it on iTunes if you dare. Shall we move over to your social media questions, guys? Correct. Uh, once every two weeks, that is uh, a period of seven days times multiplied by two, we will post on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, the thumbnail for the upcoming episode, uh, thus revealing the subject, and we will invite, we will court your questions uh, for you to put forward, and they, we guarantee that they will be read out no matter how uh, absurd they are, as you're about to find out from Luke C99. He says, regarding the whole Maryland versus airwaves sweetness debate, science tells you that aspartame, etc., are hundreds of times sweeter than sugar. But the fact that this channel is based upon taste, I think we can all safely say that aspartame is the worst tasting of all the artificial sweeteners, and so Maryland is definitely sweeter. However, had it been sucralose or any of the protein bar sweeteners, it would have been different, and Club Penguin no longer exists, I'm sorry to say. Um <laughs> I think he brings up a good uh, query with the science stuff, and I think that's something that's worth looking at. Mm. I may in future uh, check out the percentages of, of how sweet these sweeteners are, uh, check out the percentages used in airwaves, and do some mass calculations between the two to uh, eventually prove that Rich and I are correct. Um, and of course, it's not just Rich and I. There are other people who are also correct. Yeah, 20- 28% of the Instagram followers who are also yeah, Gossy, Gossy, Gossy did actually put something up as well, which was uh, un- unanimous. Unanimous, yeah. yeah. 
the game show said how many people need to be round for it to go from dinner with mates to a dinner party. Again, I think what we covered earlier, it's it, it doesn't come down to numbers. I think it comes down to what um, uh, what, what did I say? What, what what your how much effort you're putting yeah. into it? Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Aaron Cunliffe has said, "Would cracking back with a Foster's Rattler after a hard day's work be acceptable at a dinner party?" <laughs> Hashtag reignite the suits. Aaron, absolutely tremendous comment. You just dropped all the frack references. Uh, cracking back with a Foster's Rattler is never acceptable at a dinner party or otherwise. Uh, correct. I think except all the- except if you're bong lugs. You have to be on drugs to enjoy a Foster's yeah. Rattler. So. Yeah, you have to have the worst dry mouth after smoking <laughs> yeah. dem bongs. Uh, and luckily, Foster's Rattler has so little alcohol that you wouldn't even whitey. So. <laughs> Uh, Russian James has said, can Christmas dinner be classed as a dinner party debate? Uh, no. I what? don't think... I don't, uh... It's a special. Maybe it is a type of one, but it's 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 different. It's I was going to say it doesn't count when it's family, but then actually it does. Because mm. my mum my and dad come around us some time for dinner, and I, again, it, I would call it like a dinner party because I'm putting effort in. Um, I'd, no, I'd say Christmas dinner is its own thing. I say it's the same thing. I think a dinner party has to be in the evening as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd say around December, you can have dinner parties that you might do, say, for instance, Christmas dinner. But Christmas, if you're talking about December 25th, Christmas dinner, that that, that itself is uh, a staple of um, something. You've referenced Staples twice in the last five minutes. So, do you like need to go to Staples or something? Does Staples still exist? Oh, so, sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry that my sponsor for Cookie Meal is now Staples. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick Baking has said, "Do it in the voice. Do the voice." How much of a tourney do you ask a toast at dinner party? Uh, no. What's yeah, we're gobshite. Yeah, you're a gobshite. How much of a Tory do you have? How much of a Tory do you got to be to host a dinner party? Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I would say, Brilliant. how much of a Tory do you have to be to host a dinner party? I would say at least two thirds of an arm of David Cameron or one full, <laughs> one full Theresa May curtsying swastika. <laughs> Don't know. I think I don't that, know that I, I genuinely think that you. I don't. I'm. I'm assuming that Rich isn't isn't a knob, but you are one of the least. Um, as much as you portray a, a kind of um, racist caricature, you're one of the least right wing, most socially minded, um, liberal, left of centre men. Um, and you you host dinner parties. I think that what was what what you're essentially doing is you're libera- liberating the dinner party from the 1980s Tory yuppie culture and making yeah. it for the people. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm weirdly left wing, right? Because I'm like, I'm like, how dare you not let me live in America? Or how how dare you not let let that little Polish boy live over here? Uh, Oleg Chaplinsky says, for the record, 
My name is pronounced Ole Chaplinski. Ole <laughs> Chaplinski, please let me know if I've pronounced that right this time. Uh, How did you say it last time? Ole Chaplinski. Oh, right. Something like that. Uh, and for my question, have you had any undesirable dinner party experiences? And what would be your dream theme wow, for a dinner party? theme. Yeah. Themed dinner party. Willy Wonka. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Is that sarcastic? No, that's great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Peter, Peter Philip. He's very Peter Philip, isn't he? Peter Philip. What? Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, uh, how am I... I'm going to invite children into my house. How will I get them there? Oh, candy. And then he's going to basically kill them all. <laughs> Which is, like, bad for children. <laughs> Someone get me out. <laughs> no, you made your bed, mate. I would be interested in some kind of uh, apocalypse. In reference to reference your t-shirt, I, perhaps some kind of apocalypse dinner party. I enjoy yeah, I, I enjoy the apocalypse as a theme. Uh, mm. I don't know how you could do an apocalypse dinner party, but I would choose a theme of um, last. Uh, just you just saying apocalypse, then just kind of made me think um, like. Death row, last meal. Oh, like you can have your and then dream actually meal. murder people afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, fulfill their dream. But, sorry, do you, do you not murder your oh, guests? What about, they come <laughs> what about those like those stories of like um, weird Russian people who uh, invite people around for dinner and then chop off their penis and cook it and make them eat it? Um, I don't think that's a thing. I think you just want that to be a fantasy. No, I've seen. No, I've, I've read things about this. Yes, there's an episode of the IT Crowd, isn't there? I mean, there are lots of episodes of the IT Crowd. I think three series of episodes. No, of but the there's IT one where Chris O'Dowd goes round and he uh, wants to eat. He it, has his thing. penis chopped off, see, and then he's forced <laughs> to eat it by Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that. <laughs> Yeah, that that's terrifying. That's the kind of horror that I find really scary because that's some sort of mm. bit like hostile, isn't it? Remember yeah. That, that there's that one split scene where you can see the guy slicing someone's leg off, and yeah. then he sits down to eat it. Yeah, I hate hostile. That's yeah. one of the scariest films I've ever seen. You think? I don't think it's scary. I just think it's fucking shit. I <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, because I, I don't really find like slashes scary or whatever. Because it's like, well, fine, but I'm not going to get hunted by a killer clown. Um, but that is like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I could get kidnapped on holiday and be tortured. Yeah. Mm. Horrible. <laughs> Ter- terrifying. <laughs> Have you seen it, Stuart? No, I've, I, I don't deal well with um, with scary. I don't. I keep myself... Do you not? No. I didn't know this. Yeah, oh. n- not like incredible scariness, no. Um I like I like spooky. I like the spooky aesthetic, but in terms that those types of of horror films, absolutely not. You kind of your sores, your extreme. Yeah, you prefer you prefer the snuff films, don't you? Where it's yeah. more where it's more real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no point in watching people die if it's not real. Yeah, that's it. What are you doing, Michael? That I just fiddling with my eyes. <laughs> um, that's the end of the social media questions, guys. But do follow us on Instagram at Frutgram. Uh, and check us out on Twitter and Facebook as well. You'll see it. Keep an eye out. Like I say, every couple of weeks we'll we'll post it on there and you can get your comments in, just like these guys did. 
And with that, I think that draws our episode to an end, unless I'm uh, forgetting anything, guys. Well, you have got something at the bottom of your list called Anteaters Mum's Beef Curry Casserole. Do you want to mention that? Or is that... Uh, that is not part of the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just uh, a recipe, isn't it? You couldn't be able to press the... Control N for a new, a new page. You can do a new page? This is just one continuous. This, <laughs> this is, is just all your work you've ever done on one <laughs> on one word document. <laughs> it's got the food review schedule. Go back. It's got your GCSE <laughs> coursework. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking wondering why I put that. No wonder I failed. Brilliant. It's the quivia. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Uh, thank you to Rich for joining Stuart and I as regular. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been nice to finish the podcast and not end up not not in an argument not not <laughs> hating each other <laughs> yeah oh no i hate you don't uh, uh thank you to stuart yeah thank you nate <laughs> yeah we should the elephant yep. in the room we literally haven't mentioned nate peterson yeah, nate is not here. oh shit actually that's no I, so I did i was gonna mention him at the end but he didn't make the schedule it's a little bit weird that we didn't mention him at all <laughs> like, not even at the <laughs> Not even at the beginning, be like, you might have noticed that Nate isn't here today. It would be great if we just edited it in here, Nate, saying, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah, please do. If we could actually sort that out, that would, that would be brilliant. Um, Nate comes in at the end. Thanks, <laughs> thanks guys. Great podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, Nate is going through a few issues at the moment, some, uh, some very close personal issues. Uh, he's no. moving and having internet trouble. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully he'll be joining us again soon. But thank you very much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any suggestions for upcoming subjects that you'd like to see us do, we're always keen to hear them. Thanks again for listening. Share it with your friends. Drop a five-star review on the various different podcast applications. Don't forget to smash that like button. Hammer that like button like you're about to hammer your partner sexually after becoming randified from listening to the UK's number one hornifying podcast. Snuff channel. (laughs) We will see you next time, and you'll hear us. Brilliant. What was that? <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was the uh. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Well done. Well done, guys. Well done, guys. Yeah, well done.